0: Good day to you, brothers, sisters, friends, and new faces, and welcome to Current Events and Christian Expectations. And today in this podcast, we're going to discuss Thanksgiving. Today we'll lead off with Psalm 136, verse 1. As usual, we'll have several other scriptures that we read today, and we'll put those in the overview. But with Thanksgiving as our theme today, let's give thanks to God, and let's just dig
1: right in. Well, we will dig right into Psalm 136,
0: one, which says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Amen.
1: We're going to be discussing the triumph of the subjective in our culture. The difference between being thankful versus giving thanks, i.e., thanksgiving. Here's a quote from Tony Snow. He used to be a um, radio broadcaster newsman, uh, was press secretary with uh, George Bush, uh, died way too young. Here's his quote about Thanksgiving as an American holiday. Quote, if you think Independence Day is America's defining holiday, think again. Thanksgiving deserves that title hands down. End of quote. Why is that? Well, because once we were a country who knew how to give thanks. Current events Here's um, just three, a mouth of two or three, it shall be established, looked at a, a cable program, cooking program, run by a, a woman, and she has her family there and does different recipes. They gather around the table. This is just the recent one this past week. And they said, let's give thanks. No. They said, what are you thankful for? And one person said, I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for the food. I'm thankful for and so forth. Local news just a couple days ago. Thanksgiving's coming, so what are you thankful for? Well, I'm thankful, I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for that. NCIS, say it in so. Even <laughs> NCIS, yes, they gathered around a table and they said, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for, I'm thankful. People now gather to say what they're thankful for. This is typical of our culture, whether it's television, cable, media, film, etc. This is not the giving of thanks. It is saying how we feel. Now, this is not wrong. The giving of thanks begins with thankfulness in the heart. But the Christian expectation is that thankfulness leaves the heart and moves from our lips to God's ears. Here are a couple of verses to verify that. 1 Peter 3, first part of verse 12.
0: For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayer. Amen. His
1: ears are open to our prayers, which are supposed to be forms of praise and thanks, as we shall
0: see. His ears are open. Psalm 10930. With my mouth I will give great thanks to the Lord. I will praise him in the midst of the
1: throng. There we go. I will give thanks to the Lord. I will praise him. You know, with my mouth. Did you hear how giving thanks out loud is paired with praising God? To praise God is in effect to give thanks. Listen to Psalm 138, verses 4 and 5.
0: All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord.
1: Ah, the mouth. And again, one day all kings will give thanks to God and sing. Notice how thanks and singing go together. Sing of the ways of the Lord. Again, note how giving of thanks out loud is paired with singing of the ways of the Lord. A little background on this. This is using the ESV Bible. Uh, The word thankful is in the ESV. For instance, it's found in Colossians 3, 16, and 17. And listen to this carefully.
0: Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. All right. The first
1: thankful there is uh, a word that's eucharistos. It's found only once in the Greek New Testament. Uh, the second uh, thankful is charis, and it's found 155 times in the Greek New Testament. And there's a multiple translations for that word: grace, gift, benefit, favor, blessing, thanks, etc. And the second thankful is clearly a matter of giving thanks, not just feeling, for it is directed toward God. In fact, in the New Testament, thanks or thanksgiving appears 51 times in the ESV, and if you're a fan of the NIV, it's 55 times. We can also say that being thankful in the Christian sense means to be full of thanks, resulting in giving thanks toward God. In the discussion about whether to or how to eat meat that's been offered to idols Uh, We find the only other time in the English Standard Version where the word thankful is used. It's in
0: 1 Corinthians 10, 30. If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks? See how Paul's being
1: thankful for his food is inseparable from giving thanks. He's thankful, so he gives thanks. The other great truth about giving thanks to God is that it is so often paired with joy. Listen to these. We got one, two, three, four, five, six different verses here.
0: Isaiah 51, three. For the Lord comforts Zion. He comforts all her waste places and makes her wilderness like Eden. Her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving in the voice of song.
1: There you go. Joy will be found in her and Thanksgiving. The two are so often paired And keep in mind, that means when you think about joy or read about joy in the Bible, even if it's not mentioned, it'll be about giving thanks to God. Whereas, likewise, giving thanks to God when mentioned will be understood to have the presence of joy in some sense. Psalm 95, 2.
0: Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Again, not just being thankful, but making it known,
1: making it a little noisy. Mm. Psalms 100, verse 1 and 4.
0: Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. All right. So there again we have thanksgiving, joy.
1: Did you read verse 4? I did. Okay. My mind slipped apparently there. But let's move on. 107 verse 22. Psalm 107 verse 22.
0: And let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs of joy. There you go, thanksgiving, songs of joy. And then from the New
1: Testament, 1 Thessalonians 3, 9.
0: For what thanksgiving can we return to God for you, for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God?
1: Paul giving thanks for the church of Thessalonica and also saying it filled him with great joy, which is why he gives thanks. Those two experiences go together joy is the experience of being thankful think of the last time joy arose in your heart meditate on it think on it and you'll find thankfulness was there they are the twins of the inner life that are given to go public Uh, thanksgiving the giving of thanks then is joy gone public and that's why this message of giving thanks as opposed to just keeping it inside yourself and just say i'm thankful and not having any direction toward God is so important. Here's a quote from Henry Van Dyke. Who is he? Well, uh, he died in 1933. Presbyterian minister, well known in the early part of the 20th century, and the author of, if you haven't read it, it's a good read, The Other Wise Man. Hmm. Interesting book on the providence of God. Here's this quote, quote. Gratitude is the inward feeling of kindness received. Thankfulness is the natural impulse to express that feeling. Thanksgiving is the following of that impulse, end of quote. Mm. Our culture has so moved into the subjective state of explaining things that everything's subjective. For example, well, that's your truth. It's not my truth. Yeah. Um, here's another one. If it feels right, do it. Uh, God is love becomes love is God. So anything done in the feeling of love is justified. One of the things that particularly is concerned to myself and others in this field is biblical exposition. In biblical exposition, our intention is irrelevant. You say, what is that? Well, what did the author mean to say whenever he writes something down and we know it as scripture? Well, the world looks at that now and says, well, we can never really know what that text means. We can't know what John three sixteen means. We cannot know what this verse means. What matters is how we understand the text, how we interpret it. The author's intention is irrelevant and unknowable. The reader's subjective take on it is everything. Now, this phenomena is not new. Paul addresses
0: it in Romans 1:18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth.
1: When we suppress the truth... What's left is how we feel. Big Ooh. difference. And thanks, as we shall see, becomes a problem. Not just in biblical studies, but government, since there are many who think, for instance, the U.S. Constitution is always open to interpretation because the founder's original intent is irrelevant, unknowable, etc., despite the wealth of writings explaining what they meant, mm. such as the Federalist Papers. This teaching is pervasive in this country, whether it's formal or informal. But trust me, in the great universities and even Christian places, this this, uh, deconstructing a text to find out what is the truth that's really our truth now and forget what the intent was is so pervasive. Uh, Therefore, many people believe that what one's self decides is truth. But as uh, Francis Schaeffer, and I was a big fan of his back in the 70s, as Francis Schaeffer used to say, There is such a thing as true truth. John 17, 17, Jesus says to his Father, Your word is truth, and that's objectively so. As to our concern over being thankful instead of giving thanks, we would say that we are called to give thanks, not just feel thankful. Scriptures never say uh, what we feel is to be our guide, but the truth of God. Listen to this amazing passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 4, Verses 1-5 through
0: This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. For I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God.
1: There, yeah, Paul says, in my heart, I'm not aware of anything that's wrong, but that's, that's just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the final word of all this is God. God. There is an objective God, a God who really exists, who is the judge of all hearts, and his objective pronouncement is what matters, not our feelings. Therefore, what has been objectively written in Scripture of how to give thanks to God is not a private matter, as if we were supposed to just keep it to ourselves and say, Well, I am thankful. By way of illustration, listen to this Scripture. This is Psalms 98, verses 4 through 6.
0: Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, With the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord.
1: All the earth, that's a lot, is objectively called to praise the Lord in a rather noisy and rowdy manner. It is never, quote, feel thankful earth and go your way. That's just not what the Bible is about. Thanksgiving, praise, is to be audibly directed toward God. The giving of thanks is so fundamental. Now listen to this. I don't want me to make like, it sound like Charles Stanley, who likes to say, <laughs> "Now listen to this. Watch this." <laughs> uh, the giving of thanks is so fundamental that not giving thanks to God is what plunged the world into corruption and perversion. When truth is suppressed, remember Romans 1:18. Here is what happens from Romans 1:18 through 21.
0: They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened.
1: There you go. They did not honor God. Some translations have glorify him. It's basically the same idea. They did not honor God or give thanks. And those two things together, when you thank God, I mean, really thank him, you're honoring him. And when you honor him, there will always be thanks of some kind going around because it's all over the Bible. This failure to thank God plunged the world into darkness and sin, as Paul points out in the rest of chapter 1 of the book of Romans. When we are finally delivered from such darkness and death, it is truly time to give thanks to God, and Paul gets around to that finally in Romans 7, verses 21 through the first part of verse 25.
0: So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Rich, Wretched man that I am! Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks
1: be to Jesus. The worst thing you can do is realize you're in... Closed in a body of death and there's no help or hope, and yet there's Jesus. And certainly the first thing that should come from us is thanks. C.S. Lewis once said, referencing the Psalms, that the giving of praise and thanks is, quote, inner health made audible. I like that. I like that too. Our spiritual health is measured by the giving of thanks. Uh, We were having our small group last week, and I, by way of looking at the book of Habakkuk, I remembered the thanks that uh, Habakkuk was giving there at the end and remembered an article I'd read back in the uh, early 80s written by a fellow who was an Adventist or had been an Adventist. Anyway, the article was great. And what he, the, the theme of the article was giving thanks is the mainspring of sanctification. And sanctification means getting rid of our baggage of bad stuff, moving close to the Lord. And you can't do that without having a thanksgiving life mm. they go together because God has created us we are to give thanks to him and recognition of his status as creator now you may say well i don't like the way he created me because i got a crooked nose and yada 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 <laughs> and that is all irrelevant you have life and existence because god gave it and we are to thank him listen to this from psalms 95 verses 1 through 7
0: oh come let us sing to the lord let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are also his. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand.
1: He is the Lord our Maker, or some translations have, Lord our Creator, and give him thanks and do it with joy. In Psalms 100, which is just five psalms over, it does the same thing, enter his gates with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise because the Lord has made us and he is our shepherd. Here's a good place to ask this question. What was the first thing Adam said after being created? I believe it was, thank you, Lord, because it just rings with, uh, res- resonates with the rest of all of scripture. Now, is that recorded anywhere? No, we don't have the words of Adam. But if I had to make a guess, it would be, thank you, Lord, for creating me. Thank you for the creation that I am. Mm. So it's not recorded, but it seems like a natural word to say. From one who is born innocent and given all things in paradise. So how much more should we who along with Christ are also given all things, should we
0: not thank God. Romans 8, 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things?
1: We should be giving thanks to God, because all things. Jesus, yes, but all things as well. And if you don't get them in this life, following the Lord, it'll be granted in the next for sure, because that's the promise of Jesus to the disciples in Matthew 19 and to the uh, churches of Revelation, to the saints who ever come, granted all those things of being with Jesus, reigning in the age to come, the kingdom age. These truths are bolstered by Psalm 69. Randy's going to read verses 1 through 3, then 30, and then 34.
0: Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck, I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves in them.
1: There you go. Very clear. Praise God. Give thanks all that he's done to rescue us, to bless us. Not only does he thank God for being rescued by and from, rescued by God from the primal deep, but he calls on all creation to give thanks as well. He didn't feel thankful. He was thankfulness itself, full blown. How important is giving thanks to God? It is objectively declared to be the will of God, period. People often say, what is the will of God? Well, here's a verse, that makes it clear.
0: First Thessalonians 5.18 Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give
1: thanks in all circumstances. Now note, we are not called on to give thanks for all things that happen to us or other people. But in all circumstances, in all things, still maintain attitude of giving thanks to God. And that will save us from the circumstances crushing us. Here's C.S. loose again on this important truth. We ought to give thanks for all fortune. If it is good, because it's good. If bad, because it works in us patience, humility, contempt of this world, and the hope of our eternal country. End of quote. Scripture has so much to say about giving thanks. Here are a few multifaceted Beautiful verses dealing with giving of thanks. Here's one that's giving thanks for deliverance. Psalm 56, verses 12 and 13.
0: I must perform my vows to you, O God. I will render thank offerings to you. For you have delivered my soul from death, yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life.
1: Now, to a lot of us out there, this is familiar. Basically, what he's saying is, At one point, not too long ago, Lord, I said, if you'll save me from this, I guarantee I will give you this and this and this, and I will do so-and-so. Making deals with God? Who'd ever do that? that? Yeah, Yeah. who'd ever do that? But the psalmist says, I made that deal with you, and you delivered, and therefore here it is. I'm sacrificing. I'm giving this offering to you, and I'm giving thanks to you. I'm not forgetting it. I'm just going to not walk away saying, well, I feel thankful. I'm going to do something about it. Here's an interesting one from Psalm 107,
0: uh, verses 19 through 22. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them, and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man, and let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs of joy.
1: There you go. Uh, the previous verses made it clear. In fact, it says that they were fools, sinful in their ways, and had approached the gates of death. Then they cried out. And you know what? Even though they were sinful fools, they got delivered. But the good thing is, this is important, they gave thanks. you got to give thanks. Remember the Good Samaritan where he healed the, the people there, and mm-hmm. uh, only one came back to thank them. And he said, well, I've only got this foreigner to thank me? Seen. Is that the only yeah. guy I got here? Yeah. Uh, and the rest of them, where are they? we got to give thanks. Even hard-hearted Jonah gave thanks for deliverance. Of course, you know, if you're in the belly of a whale, it's a good idea, or a great fish, as the Scriptures state. It's a good thing, once you're going to get delivered, to be giving thanks to God. That's Jonah 2, verse 9.
0: But I have, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord.
1: Yes, all of us, sooner or later, are like Jonah, So we need to give thanks to God because the salvation we receive, that alone belongs to God. We didn't make it it, or create it. It's granted by God, and thanks is the proper, blessed way to recognize this, doing it joyfully and audibly. Here's another reason to give thanks. Being restored to a blessed life. Jeremiah 30, verses 18 through 20.
0: Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will restore the fortunes of the tents of Jacob, and have compassion on his dwellings. The city shall be rebuilt on its mound, and the palace shall stand where it used to be. Out of them shall come songs of thanksgiving, and the voices of those who celebrate. I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will make them honored, and they shall not be small. Their children shall be as they were of old." and their congregation shall be established before me, and I will punish all who oppress them.
1: There you go. Coming from a place of being devastated to a place of being blessed, and as we say, on top of things, maybe even the good life, but even that, clearly that is from God, and we must give thanks. Why? Because it's something that we did not do. It's what God did. And when he does that, and we have those blessings, the proper, formal, scriptural, Response is to give thanks, not just to walk around and say to yourself, well, I'm thankful. Our giving of thanks should be constant at all times. For
0: instance, at prayer times, listen to this, Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. All right, when we're stressed out, Paul says pray, and when
1: you pray, make sure you give thanks. So when we pray, we give thanks. When we
0: worship, we are to give thanks. Ephesians 5, 18 through 20. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There you go. And worship, giving thanks. At mealtimes, 1 Timothy 4.4. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it's received with thanksgiving.
1: Right, that's in the context of whether or not we can eat certain things or this or that. And then we're blessed by others. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2, and then chapter 3, verse 9.
0: We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. For what thanksgiving can we return to God for you, for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God.
1: So giving thanks should be constant. When we pray, give thanks. When we're at worship, private, corporate, give thanks. When we sit down to eat, wherever we are, give thanks. When we're blessed by others, give thanks. I think there's a pattern Mm. developing here. Mm -hmm. And this thanks should not be meager, but abounding. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7.
0: Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving.
1: There you go. From our roots to our
0: fruits, the whole, <laughs> the whole complex arc
1: of our Christian life from beginning, middle to end, must be shot through with giving thanks to God. And from our roots to our fruits, it should be done morning, noon, and night.
0: Psalm 92, the first two verses. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. There you go. In the morning, at night,
1: and obviously in between. And one day, we will give such thanks for the kingdom come. We'll be praying, Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's coming, and we will give thanks. Revelation 11, verses 15 through 17.
0: Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, And there were loud voices in heaven, saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks to you, O Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign.
1: Right, right. So, all of that, morning, noon, and night, When we pray, when we eat, when we're with others, it's got to be constant in all circumstances when the Lord comes. And of course, there's also the matter of giving thanks for the government. And I know some might say, really? Mm, That's going to be hard to do this Thanksgiving, depending on where you're (laughs) at on the political scale of things. But uh, here's what Paul says about that. Let's take a look at it in 1 Timothy 2, verses 1
0: through 4. First of all, then, I urge that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that they may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it's pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth.
1: There you go. Giving of thanks leading to the work of God and redemption for uh, everyone. Perhaps some of us would find it hard to thank God for our current leaders or even past ones. So how to begin? Well, first, Paul says give thanks for all, all people. And in this context, we would simply say uh, for all kinds of people and certainly for those in positions of power, but for others as well. Begin here. Thank God for the people in your life uh, who bless you. Uh, who have encouraged you or maybe even corrected you for your good. Secondly, thank God for those public officials who, despite whatever flaws they may have, and we all have them, they still strive to carry out good governance for the sake of the people and not for power or to get power or keep power. I think those things are fairly easily discerned. Now, what about those who clearly seek power and look to destroy the ordinances of law and order that God ordained? Well, remember 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances and all things, but you don't necessarily thank God for everything. So with that in mind, thirdly, pray for such as these in positions of power that they be given wisdom. Seek wisdom as needed, for all need wisdom to govern. And quite frankly, some people need more wisdom than others. And neither the right nor the left have an abundance of wisdom. Listen to the reason why we should pray this way. Give thanks and then pray for people to get wisdom. And thank God that there is wisdom to be gained. Listen to Proverbs 8, verse 12, 15, and 16.
0: I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. By me kings reign, and rulers decree what is just. By me princes rule, and nobles all who govern justly.
1: There you go. you got to have wisdom. So let's thank God that God has wisdom to dispense and that he would dispense it to those who need it. Remember, in Acts 24, Paul talked with a politician named Felix. Now, Felix wanted money from Paul. That's what he was about. But Paul talked to this politician about faith in Christ, and Luke says it involved just three subjects, and this is what we need to pray that politicians get a hold of and their wisdom, because these are wisdom words he discoursed with Felix about righteousness, self-control, and judgment to come. Now, apparently Felix never got this wisdom, but some will. Let's pray this wisdom is gained, that yes, politicians, like the rest of us, will have to stand before God and give an account of our righteousness, our self-control, and face the judgment to come. Lastly, let us thank God for his divine providence in our lives and ask for understanding and wisdom of how to live in this current corrupt age, that we may forever be full of thanks for him, giving him thanks for him and his coming kingdom. We end this with a quote from G.K. Chesterton. Quote: I would maintain that the giving of thanks are the highest form of thought, and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. Mm. And that's the Christian expectation.
0: Well, thank you, Jim. (laughs) Thankful for you. You've given us a lot to think about, and I'm sure there might be questions or comments about it. So if you have your questions and comments or requests, you can send those to eventsandexpectations at gmail.com. That's eventsandexpectations at gmail.com. We'll use your question or comment where possible, and we will always answer you. This has been Current Events and Christian Expectations, and until next time, keep looking up.